Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web, light novel, and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers and creators that are part of the current explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome Koji Kojo, the original, the author of original English light novels, Everything is Cancelled, Our Bittersweet Electric Life, Do You Want to Be Normal?, Holographic Hearts, In Search of Beautiful Fantasy World of Our Dreams. Maybe we'll find it someday. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, let's just start off. You said that um, a lot of your themes have to do with an internet-obsessed culture, and considering that's how we're accessing everything uh, nowadays, uh, what do you mean internet-obsessed? Internet uh, well, well, if you're going to be writing a novel that's based in current day, like, you know, a general, like, slice of life kind of novel, you're going to have to include things, you know, involving the Internet, because nowadays everyone puts their life on, on the Internet. It's all about social media and everything. Like, when I was growing up, uh, you know, people didn't usually put their personal stuff on the Internet. It was used as, like, you know, people use, like, chats and stuff and generally warned about putting too many personal details on the internet but nowadays it's like everybody has their entire life's on life on there okay it leads to a lot of different problems and kind of different social dynamics so it's something you have to take into account generally but you're just taking it into account you're not making it a uh, a parable of internet safety uh, that's not really what I, I, I set out to do. I mean, I mean, maybe I touch upon that generally, like maybe some comments. Uh, I didn't go about to about it to make a, a parable per se. I, I more wanted to just make a a some stories, some some uh, you know entertaining stories that were kind of set in like this kind of weird modern day social dynamic that we we currently see ourselves in. Okay, I. I... I can't help but think about it because what I do teach is technology in uh, high school and the amount of information uh, my students are willing to share publicly is astounding to me. So yeah, I understand if you're going to write a novel that has to do with modern day, everyday slice of life, uh, that you're going to need to include that because it is omnipresent in our lives. The, yeah, for sure. So what got you started um, as a writer? Were you always a storyteller, or was this something that uh, you came to later? Um, I always enjoyed writing. Like when I was in school, I always I always liked doing like creative writing assignments more than all the other ones. And I liked reading a lot. Um, but I, I think the main thing that discouraged me from actually becoming a writer or anything like that be uh like the just the idea of having to go through publishers and uh you know having having to try and please other people just to have my my books published and everything so but uh when i kind of you know realized that i that modern technology basically allowed me to do whatever i wanted and just put whatever i want out to people that kind of made me really excited so uh, a few years ago i just 
I think maybe four or five years ago, I just decided to kind of kind of go ahead and give it a shot and uh, put some of my stuff out there. And um, I, I just I just really enjoyed it. Um, but but yeah, I, I guess the, so. The answer would be I, I did always enjoy writing. Hey, there's I, I find a lot of people who I've interviewed over the years who are writers really do enjoy that um really are a part of that group of us that have always been creative and always had stories to tell and the fact that we've lowered some of the barriers to entry into the publishing market uh has to me been one of the greatest things of the last uh 10 15 years because if you have a story you you have the chance to put it out there the well what what types of stories what types of stories did you start to write with did you uh cut your teeth on fanfic did you go straight into i'm i'm going to write something original right off the bat what what were your what was your entry level into the writing world <laughs> i have some interesting kind of uh examples for that uh when i i when i was in high school i, I was into horror I was really into horror and I liked HP Lovecraft. So I kind of tried to mimic him when, I when writing my first original stories. Um, but I also did, I, I did write some kind of, some fanfics. Like I wrote a, some kind of, some kind of movie script. I wrote like a screenplay. I didn't know how to format a screenplay back then, but that didn't stop me from writing something. <laughs> and I wrote like a, uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Hellraiser script, <laughs> 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 which uh, it turned out pretty bad. I think if it was made into an actual movie, probably wouldn't be very good. It'd probably be something of a viewing hazard. But I, uh, I, I, I kind of just filed that away. I didn't really do anything with it, other than show it to a few of my friends and my parents, who were like, "Oh, that's that's nice. That's nice." Um, then me and my brother actually made like this crudely animated Dragon Ball Z fan cartoon <laughs> we, we animated in microsoft paint and it was like uh the dragon ball z characters uh living just like their home lives their personal lives like the first episode was vegeta's birthday party and the whole theme was like he was really cranky and they were all trying to make him happy but he was just you know being a spoiled brat and mad that his birthday party wasn't turning out how he wanted it to um, and we were like big fans of like Adult Swim and like Aqua Teen Hunger Force and stuff back, you know, since middle school and everything. So we, we tried to like imitate that kind of style of humor and things like that. Uh, so I, 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 I kind of did fan fiction in a really roundabout way. Hey, but, uh, I, I constantly tell this to my students. And if somebody is listening to the, this would make the eighth or ninth podcast, uh, at this point they would have heard me say that hey i use fanfic it's nothing more than a it's a prompt when your teacher gave you a prompt in school and gave you a story in a setting and uh told you to write about something that's what a that's what fan fiction is you're given characters you're given a setting and then you use your own imagination to figure out where it's going to go so it's I find it a, a completely legitimate form of creative expression. Yeah, for sure. And um, it, the, if you can use like a universe that someone else has already created, it takes a lot of the heavy lifting and kind of 
like the more intimidating factors of writing out of the equation and kind of gives you free reign to do whatever you want with these kind of props. Yeah, it, it, it really is a way that uh, lends itself to you being creative without having to worry about how character development, for one, is very difficult for a lot of people. Uh, world building can be extremely difficult. So if, what's the difference between setting something in a, a world that somebody else made up and setting something in real life? Because isn't real life just a prompt for the great American novel? <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah, all those uh, <laughs> great American novels that take place in the modern day or whatever. So, isn't reality just a prompt? I think I should create a meme or something on that one. Uh, so, what what inspires you to write? What what keeps you moving now? Oh, that's kind of an interesting question. I'm I'm not sure. I I. I one of the things that kind of pushes me to write things is if I get like a, a, a really amusing idea in my head, like if I'm like maybe talking with someone and I say, Hey, wouldn't it be funny if like there was a story about this or something like that, or like maybe we're coming up with different jo jokey scenarios and you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if something makes me laugh or it just really amuses me, I, I kind of want to see through with it and actually write it. Yeah, it's... I'm not sure. That might be a strange way to go about it. <laughs> hey, uh, my wife has waterproof paper that's on a notepad in the shower because she gets ideas for different things she markets as part of her job. And she knows the moment she steps out of the shower, she'll forget. So she has a waterproof pad in the shower. Just jot down those ideas. So if uh, talking about a story with one of your friends is uh, what gets your juices flowing. I mean, there's, there's no problem there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the scenarios in uh, everything is canceled were from a conversation I had with my brother where I was, I told him about like, Hey, I had this idea for a story. And then we're like, Oh, well, what if one character does this? And what if they, they do this? And what if we have a character based off of this internet personality that comes in? Yeah, and they, so that kind of helped me refine the idea in my head. And there are plenty of personalities, using air quotes, on the internet to choose from. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's no lack of inspiration there. No, no, there is not. Uh, so what is uh, your favorite universe that you've created? Or are you have you been trying to set everything in the same? Um, yeah, I, I generally like... like I'll, I'll actually put mentions of other books of other characters and stuff that I have in, in my other books in the books that I'm right. I'm right. I'm currently writing. And I like, uh, one of my, uh, my friends, uh, my fellow, my fellow writer, uh, uh, Chad, I think you interviewed him. Yes. Ready. But he, he actually told me that, uh, I, I'm like the Kevin Smith of light novels of, of English fight novels because like, you know, Kevin Smith, all his, his stories are basically in the same universe and they deal with like, you know, just kind of slice of life, uh, modern themes and everything like that. So, yeah. yeah. It's very similar to that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great way to think about it. And, and I love it when writers and creators do that. I mean, a lot of people didn't realize until they were hit over the head with it in, uh, weathering with you that 
the uh, that uh, Garden of Words, Your Name, uh, and uh, and Weathering with You were all the same universe. Uh, so I really appreciate when um, writers find a way to uh, expand on the worlds that they've created, even if it's not the same story. It's just it's it lets you know that you know this world that you're creating has a lot more thought into it than just a uh, cardboard cutout set that you set behind your characters. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it is just for my own amusement. Like, I'll, I'll put in, like, characters from a different story I wrote and just be like, ha yeah, I did that thing. <laughs> Doesn't, yeah, it's not, I'm, I barely even think about the readers. Like, maybe people are reading it and being like, who the heck is this character? Why should I care? But I, I don't know. It's, it's, it is mostly for my own amusement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever keeps us motivated. Because uh, yeah, exactly. writing a story to completion is uh, an amazing feat. Do you ever have yeah. issues with uh, with that completion? Do you have <laughs> Do you have false starts and you just have to abandon it because you just don't know where to go? Yeah, I, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm very similar to a lot of other novelists where I just have like a huge graveyard, ever expanding graveyard of unfinished stories, just kind of sitting in, on my uh in my database. Yeah, I I can I can attest to that. I've only completed writing three novels in my life, and uh, I've started numerous other stories and just couldn't find a place for them to go. So, yes, that that sounds a very, very familiar. Uh, uh, I've, I've actually, uh, my first novel that I created, I, I had it all the way written. All I had to do was I had to finish editing it and formatting it, everything, and I couldn't bring myself to do it because I just didn't think it was good enough. <laughs> so I do have like a completely unfinished novel just sitting there just because I, after I got finished with it, I just kind of thought, nah, no, never mind. Okay. Who, out of your, your plethora of characters, uh, who did you find the most enjoyable to write? Hmm. Oh man, that's a good question. There's, there's a few that I really liked writing. Um, like one of them was uh, Alyssa from Do You Want to Be Normal? Uh, I, I, for her, it was one of the char- these characters that I kind of had a general idea of what I wanted to do, but she wasn't fully fleshed out in- until I started writing her, and I got and like the character kind of took on a life of its, of, of its own. I really like that about her. My favorite is probably um, uh, and maybe Angela from Our Bittersweet Electric Life, and then I brought her back, and everything is canceled. He's like a uh, very, just very small girl who uh, has anger issues and she, she plays video games online. Her personality, I, I mentioned this to to, uh, to Chad, actually, and he, he, he didn't realize it when he was reading, I guess. Uh, she was actually based off of uh, uh, Dark Side Phil. He's, he's like a notorious, like an infamous uh, Let's Player okay. on YouTube. So when I write her mannerisms and like her speech patterns and everything are actually, I, it's, it's, I, I, I kind of imagine dark side Phil's speech patterns in my head when I'm writing for her. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's, it, you know, he's like this, like a big, like, like he's like an overweight middle-aged guy. And then I'm writing this like kind of small, petite, delicate looking girl who's all, you know, acting the same way that he would. 
in my head that's just really really amusing to me that's a great juxtaposition um, yeah and i i also like uh o'shaughnessy from do you want to be normal who's it's a, a very similar principle or it's like this like cute small girl but she acts like a hard-boiled new york detective <laughs> that's a very i i'm just a I'm putting that image in my head right now and it's it's what's making me chuckle is this uh <laughs> yeah there uh I have an older sister who is about 5 foot tall. <clears throat> yeah and uh I have been taller than her since middle school. So yeah, I can <laughs> I'm imagining these these small petite gals uh carrying big attitudes. The Yeah, I, it, it... If you could come up with like a character whose appearance is com- in complete opposition to their personality, I think that that's always that always makes for a really interesting character to try and write. Uh, do you have trouble sometimes when you're you write into a dead end? Uh, you're like, okay, where do I go? Or you th- you feel like you've gotten to the end of the story, but you know, well, it's not going to be really a story unless I add another you know twenty pages. Um, well, I, I, that happened to me with my first self-published novel. It was called, um, my, my little, or my, my stepsister knows my biggest secret and she wants to tell everyone. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of unpublished that story because it's not very good and I don't want people like reading that and be like, oh, this guy stinks. Uh, one of the reasons it wasn't very good was because the, should have been the climax of the story happens at about the halfway mark <laughs> okay and so everything after that it was it, it felt really forced like uh it, the whole story was just really undercooked what i mean that makes sense it was the second you know, long form right you know book that i wrote and long form story that i wrote so it was obviously going to be very rough but um yeah, I, I i i've been tr- i've tried very hard not to make that mistake again in like the novels that i wrote afterwards so uh, hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah. Hey, we're all guilty of that at times where sometimes you just have to let it naturally end where it ends instead of uh, pushing it along. I mean, cause think about it next time you get to that point, you can be like, okay, it's a good story up until this point and it naturally should end. Then s- finish it. Don't necessarily publish it. Start another story. So if you get a collection of two or three, you can, release them at the same time as a uh, as a collection of short stories like you know those erudite authors do <laughs> yeah yeah i mean with that novel that i wrote though i think it definitely could have been expanded out into a full length story if i had just been more patient with it and tried to like refine it a bit more uh, i think it was i'm going to just look at it as like a lost opportunity hey great gatsby is uh about I think seventy thousand words or something like that. So, you know, he, Fitzgerald made his mark with a very short story. Wasn't that the book about? Uh, there's like a bunch of people who get drunk and then they like hit each other with cars and stuff. Yes. Yep. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, uh, the most recent version, film version of it, had Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Uh, one of the best versions had Robert Redford in it. So, it. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a great story. It's one of my favorites, but it's it's a very short story, and he didn't need to stuff another hundred pages in there. 
he told the story he wanted to tell and he was he was done and that's what it's one of the things i can respect about a writer is uh when they know that they've when they've told me everything they want to tell me and they haven't like stuffed it uh with extra stuff just to increase the length or the sellability you know you're your storyteller stick to the story and uh everything will eventually work out if it's a great story people are going to love it whether it's longer or it's you know whether it's you know 20 pages or 2000 pages if it's a great story people are going to love it uh regardless of length so yeah yeah i would i would agree with that i think the length should serve the story and not really the other way around yeah i'm pretty sure tolkien didn't start out thinking yeah this is going to be a a three-parter you know, he, <laughs> he just started telling a story and he couldn't stop. So do you do a lot? It's like how, um, it's like how George R. R. Martin starts telling a story and then he just, he just, uh, he was like, yeah, this is going to be a few books long. And then it, it turns out to be like 50 books. Yes. He'll never finish. <laughs> He'll never finish. Fortunately, HBO did that for us. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> um, so uh, do, are you one of those people who uh, writes a lot of drafts or are you very intent on editing every word as you go? Um, I mean, I, I try to edit as much as possible when I go, but I, I usually end up with, you know, maybe a half dozen drafts in total by the time I'm done, you know, with, with varying degrees of edits. Like maybe I'll remove a section, maybe I'll expand a section be you know maybe i just go through and make a few more tweaks to the grammar and spelling and whatnot all right um one of my favorite questions to ask writers because this is one of those things that's amazing about the writing process do you ever have you ever written something that has caught you by surprise uh yeah i would i would say i've I've written things that i mean by surprise and in that um I mentioned earlier characters kind of taking on a life of their own. Yes. Sometimes you you kind of become surprised at how much you enjoy writing a character, you know, how much you just enjoy the character in general. Other times it's the opposite. Maybe you can you can you find out that you don't actually like a character all that much. I think in when I was writing Everything Is Cancelled, like about halfway through the book, I was thinking to myself like the the protagonist of the story Eddie I, I thought like I, I don't really like this guy that much <laughs> but um he was the kind of character that the story needed to have so you know it's it, it, he was an appropriate character and I I think uh I think it, it, it the story worked out well with him in it but he, me and him me and Eddie probably wouldn't really get along in real life very serious guy he he uh, kind of acts selflessly to help people he knows won't reciprocate. And then he gets kind of, you know, bitter about it. Uh, he's just kind of, he has like a generally unpleasant air about him. But uh, yeah, so that, that that kind of surprised me about it. But like I said, that was, it, it was very appropriate for the story. Well, it seems like you're big on character creation and you can flesh these characters out a lot. Uh, is that what you would consider your specialty is uh character driven stories or is it, or are you very good at writing action? How, what would you say your strong suit is? Uh, definitely. Yeah. Character driven stuff. I really like writing dialogue between characters and kind of imagining, putting myself in the characters heads and trying to imagine what they would, what they would do or say in certain scenarios. 
Um, I, I don't, I haven't written a lot of action, but I think in this next, in my current work in progress, if I end up finishing it, um, I think this one's going to have a bit more action, but maybe not in the way people, people expect. So, um, is it, are you talking action like Shonen or action as in how you doing? Boom, chicka, wow, wow proceeds in the background. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say it's a, uh, it's more in line with like a sports series. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, we, we all know a wonderful writer who can write, you know, 10 page sex scenes and, uh, it looks, uh, it, it can make you blush on a regular basis. <laughs> hey, I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what authors, what authors do you admire? Uh, who, who do you look to for inspiration at times? Um, I mean, I get a lot of my ideas from like, uh, anime as, as you would, you would guess my, my pen name, uh, Koji Kojo actually, uh, inspired by there's, is a, um, a light novelist named Watari Wataru. Like did, did like a series that, uh, or a guy series. Yes. Um, and he, uh, he's, he's pretty interesting. Um, he has had, and he, you can tell he puts a lot of himself in like his protagonist character. And, uh, he did a, I remember I, I read first volume for the, the series, uh, a sister is all you need. And, um, he did like, they asked a bunch of other light novelists to say some kind words about the series, like near, near the end of it. They like kind of wrote. They're like, oh, "Hey, uh, can you write like a uh, hundred words about why you like this this book?" And he ended up writing like an entire page instead. <laughs> I guess he he thought they said a thousand words instead of a hundred. And uh, he <laughs> he or he just kind of like goes on a rant about how other light novelists don't invite him out to drink or to parties <laughs> or anything, even though he probably wouldn't go anyway. He still appreciated it if they talked to him <laughs> and how they get to write novels for a living, but he does it part time and. He, he's just kind of grumpy about that but yeah he's so he seems like a really interesting kind of guy hey the, um yeah, keep going uh also i used to be really into douglas adams when i was like in high school i really like kind of like humorous stories and things like that i think that definitely had an influence on me uh, my my biggest issue with douglas adams i found found uh, the structure of his sentences to be uh, long and distracting, like <laughs> if, if that's the way. I, I would say he's a long and distracting man. <laughs> was I mean? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, I I remember trying when I I first I I made more than one attempt to read um, Hitchhikers, and I just started like turning my head to the side. Try, thinking, what exactly is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the things about his books is he just injects so much of his own personality into them. Yes, it's they're kind of inseparable from the from the man himself. So the uh, what uh, what has uh, become? You you mentioned that you liked Aromanga Sensei and or Garu. Uh, what? Uh, anime or light novel series is is kind of one of your go-tos one of your favorites 
Hmm. Um, well, I mentioned a sister is all you need earlier. I, I love that one. I, I actually, I, I, I watched through the entire anime of that one, and I'm currently, uh, I just read the first two volumes of, of that Light Novel series. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll be reading more of that. Uh, it's very good so far. And it isn't isn't how he spends his time. How a lot of writers spend their time, sitting around drinking and BSing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's I'd say it's pretty ac- accurate to that. Like, um, and as Watari Watari said in his like little review of the book, uh, it's it's very accurate if you take out all the cute girls. <laughs> um, but also, yeah, Ender Manga Sensei, I really like. Um, I know that series gets gets a lot of flack, but I thought it was really like a real fun kind of character driven story, which is as as you could expect, is the kind of stuff I like. And um so when you think about that series is actually uh when I, I, I took a trip to Japan like three or four years ago. but it was like the same year that show came out. If you were walking around Akihabara, um the theme song was playing everywhere <laughs> in every store you went into. <laughs> it was huge. Hey. They had advertisements and flyers for it everywhere. I I was a big elf fan. I like. Oh yeah, she's she was great. I loved yeah. her. And, and I love that, you know, she was one of those last minute kind of writers. She only worked on a deadline. Yeah. Like, put it off. Put it off. Put it off. And then you know, oh, I got twenty four hours to write. You know. 5,000 words? Okay. That's when it'll actually work. Yeah, I, I really loved uh, her personality. And the ringlets were pretty good, too. I, I think, um, like, uh, her and Elfin's Saigiri were, were they're, both of their personalities were, were so, like, big and uh, interesting. Like, it's not, there's no surprise that there's still arguments between fans of both of them, even to this day. Yeah. It, it it really is, and I've I've uh, I I do have a penchant for watching the harem anime, so uh, it it was right. Nothing wrong with that. It was right in my uh, right in my wheelhouse. The <laughs> yeah yeah the hey, can't though I have been in the uh, the I have been the harem protagonist, and uh, in that I worked in a newsroom for years where. I was basically one guy and the the rest of the reporters were female were women and uh it made for some very interesting <laughs> situations. So, yeah, unfortunately, uh only one of them wanted to date me and eventually married me, so that's great. <laughs> but uh a happy ending. Yeah, you still do all the you still do all the hard work though. Can you come over and put up some bookshelves for me? Sure. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, uh, but it. Hey, women. I, I, women. I love them to pieces. I've always had the most friendships with women, and uh, I love them. But they are crazy as can be. But I love them for that craziness, and uh, yeah, they're. Yeah, there's all my best friends have always been uh, women, and uh, yeah, they know I love them. But I do think they're nuts, and most of them admit it. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've had a lot of female friends too. I guess, I guess you could say I, I've I've been in kind of 
I, I, I was I was put in kind of a zone of friendship, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Yeah, nothing like being that guy. So close, yet so yeah. far. <laughs> yeah, he's like really good to talk to. I really enjoy spending time with him. You know, yeah, he's <laughs> like he's a great friend. And that's that was me. Yeah, I, I, yeah, definitely been there. Um, so, uh, anything you're watching this season that you're that you're interested in? I, you know, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to watch anime, but <laughs> the past uh, five months of my life has been some of the busiest in, that I've ever lived through. It's been very difficult to find time for that. I have, however, been watching uh, a little bit of, of Terrace House with my with my girlfriend. So that's always nice. I love Terrace House. Yeah. The um, well, an anime, but uh, you know. Yeah, it's, I, I know it's, what uh, you Japanese, mean. so I'm, I'm going to throw that out there. <laughs> the um so uh anything you want to promote any uh upcoming release that you're ready to talk about or um anything you want to whet our appetite for um i i wish i could talk about my current work in progress but it's just it's just not not close enough to being finished to actually talk about it if I talk about it too much, then I'll just not want to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to jinx That's yourself. How it goes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm not going to talk about it too much. But I guess, yeah, um, uh, there is Ian Chad are working on uh, kind of what he calls his secret internet project. So I, I'm, I've been kind of working with him a little bit on that. And uh, it, it'll be ready to reveal soon enough. Once again, I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to give out too many details. Okay. That's... But uh, just so just stay tuned because I'll be talking about that on my Twitter. Okay. Your Twitter, and, uh, which, which is, is... At Koji Kojo. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. And we find we can find your books on Amazon.com, right? Yep, that's correct. And um, I also, I just put up a, a YouTube playlist of my favorite, uh, favorite train cabin view videos so if you guys like train videos i'm, I'm kind of collecting going through youtube and collecting my favorites so you can check that out <laughs> hey nothing makes me happier than the detail that they put into trains in anime you notice how much detail they put into those things when they draw them it's spectacular <laughs> watch watch yeah, rail wars yeah. There you go. Not only is it a harem, it's an adventure, and it has to do with trains. So Sounds fantastic. And right. Yeah, the Japanese do love their trains. Oh you know, my god, so yeah. It makes sense. Well, um... Understandably so. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me today. Um, and as I say at the end of every broadcast, uh, I really think that this is an exciting age because... The barriers for people to tell their stories to a wide audience have been lowered, allowing this creativity uh, explosion to happen so all of us can share our stories and uh, read some of the most fascinating works by authors that we never would have heard of before because uh, this industry is a tough one. But thanks to the lowering of the barriers, we are able to see these wonderful works and read them. Uh, I hope 
If you enjoyed this, uh, please subscribe to WLNM, where we hope to continue to highlight the best that the independent creators have to offer. And until next time, keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.